to a brand new episode of Kids Ministry Real Talk. My name is Zach and I am your host and this is a podcast where we talk real ministry for real people. So glad that you're here tuning into this awesome episode because today I sit down and talk with Dylan Arms. Now Dylan has actually been on the podcast before and if you have not listened to that episode, I'd really encourage you to go back. It's episode 11, Evaluating Your Worship Experience. And Dylan is the worship director for Springwell Church in Greenville, South Carolina. And he helps oversee worship for main service, but also uh, one of his areas of expertise is kids worship. And uh, he talks all about evaluating your kids worship experience. How can you get the best for what you have? But today, Dylan is on the podcast because he is sharing about his new amazing album, Let There Be Light. Now, this is Dylan's second kids album, so you can check that out. It's available on iTunes. It's available on Spotify. Go listen to that even right now so you have a reference point for what we're talking about. Uh, You can also go to his website, dylanarms.com, and check that out, and he even talks about in the podcast about lyric videos that you can use and I think definitely at least one of these songs would be a great addition to your kids worship experience so encourage you to go check that out but uh, Dylan is an amazing guy he has a passion and just such a heart for kids experiencing Jesus through worship and even adults and he shares all about his summer how he dedicated his whole summer to sharing um, a worship experience with with hundreds of kids, um, not just in his church, but kids from all over. So here it is, my conversation with Dylan Arms. Awesome, Dylan. Thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you so much for having me. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's great chatting and excited because you are the first uh, guest that I've had who this is the second time that you've been on. So you're making history, as you said before. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah. I'm excited to um, um, chat and uh, just touch base. And this crazy time, uh, this VBS season uh, is definitely busy. As we were chatting a little bit before, um, I thought, oh, man, my, my summer has been crazy. I'm just recuperating. But you were telling me all about <laughs> your summer and what that looks like. I think that's a great place. Uh, so how has your summer been? What's that look like yeah, for you? Summer for me the past few years has has been wide open summer is is the most busiest time of the year i would say for me maybe besides the christmas season so uh the first part of the summer the first week first or second week in june typically um the church that that i'm on staff at we we lead a kids camp uh that first week and then typically the next day or the the following day after that um i'll leave for a number of weeks and travel um with with a kids camp called century kids uh, which is through Lifeway, and I'll travel leading worship uh, for several locations throughout the summer with that. So uh, this particular summer, uh, we did five weeks, um, not including the the kids camp that we led at our church. So it's just a, a nonstop go, go, go kind of summer, but uh, it's it's a lot of fun to get to do all that and to see all the places and to meet the people and, um, you know, to to lead worship so much throughout the summer is just a lot of fun to, to get to do that. Yeah, that's so cool. So how many different camps was it in total? We led three different locations okay. uh, within the course of five weeks uh, with Century Kid. Yeah. Um, 
and the last location that we did was at the beach so that was that was probably my favorite location <laughs> yeah so definitely with the sun yeah. and everything that's so cool so how um what was the what was it like with the different groups of kids did you notice um any differences or or like challenges from because you're just kind of jumping in there and engaging with the kids right um, so what was that like for you it's funny when you're on stage because um, typically a, a group for us that we're leading is somewhere between six to seven eight hundred kids depending on the camp right. um, and it's it's really interesting when you're on stage you can just each group has a different personality holistically right um, and you can just sense that and just kind of it's just a, it's hard to kind of put your finger on why that is, but um, yeah. So I think, you know, just being on stage, uh, some groups have more energy than other groups. And I think that uh, a lot of that probably has to do with just the background that they're coming from right. when it comes to engaging in worship. So I think that for some groups, um, my mindset is, is more on teaching um, what is worship and trying to engage them through teaching them about worship. Uh, whereas other groups, uh, it, it almost, it feels like maybe they're a little bit more in the understanding of how to worship in a con congregational setting. And so, hmm. um, yeah, it's, it's definitely different from group to group. Um, and, you know, you're on stage in front of, um, in front of the mass body of people, but then when you're off stage and you get to meet with some of the adult leaders and even the kids and you kind of get to know uh, individual people, um, then as the course of the week goes on for the camp, um, it, it just becomes a really special time once you start learning individual people that you're leading in worship, for me anyway. Right. Um, it just makes it a really special experience. Right. That moves from this just giant congregation or group of kids to individuals. Of yeah. Kids with stories. Yeah. Especially when you can, when you can see those faces from stage mm. um, and even people that maybe in the beginning of the week, you know, they weren't quite as engaged, but by the end of the week, like, you know, they're just kind of all out in the worship. That's, that's a really cool transition to watch happen over the course of the week as well. Right. That's so cool. I think we touched on uh, this ability to read a room it's a, it's full of intangibles of just you know well why did you feel like you need to kind of hype them up or or teach on worship or just that they needed something i hear you know our worship leaders talking about that it's like oh the crowd is really engaged and mm -hmm. sometimes they judge that by the loudness of singing or the amount of hands that are raised or but sometimes it's and i think most of the time it's intangible it's just you know and I think definitely the Holy Spirit moving in that in some way right. as well. So, yeah, are there some things that you look for? Because do you notice that on a Sunday too when you're when you're looking? Those must be kind of different gauges that you use too a little bit. Yeah, yeah. I think for um, especially leading kids in worship, right? Um, I think probably the main thing that is is my number one go to is how can I make it fun. Um, and reading the room, you know, are our kids engaged? Are they, you know, dancing to the song? If, if that's what I'm leading them to do, are they clapping their hands? Are they singing? Um, or, you know, are they just kind of staring at me with a blank kind of stare or sitting right. in their chair, you know? 
Um, so I think physical engagement, as far as uh, that kind of sense go, that's kind of what I'm what I'm looking for um, to kind of give me the next cue for in, in my leading from stage. Right. Um, and then transitioning into you know maybe some of the more slower songs in worship, um, still looking for that engagement of you know just trying to read some of the body language in the room. Um, you know, does it seem relaxed or do, does it seem a little checked out, you know, mm. holistically when I'm looking at some of the kids or the adult leaders? Um, you know, I certainly think that worship looks different from person to person. Um, you know, for for one person, depending on where they, they are that particular day, worship for them may just look like listening to the song and not really doing anything physical. Um, you know, for another person, it could be their hands are lifted and they're singing at the top of their lungs. Um, so, you know, that definitely can be a, a hard battle is to, to try to read what was the room engaged and, and what exactly does that mean or look like? Right. Um, so, you know, that's probably more my mindset with, with adult worship leading uh, that I typically do on Sunday morning is overall, maybe does the room just seem relaxed? Or does it seem, um, you know, certainly in, in my worship leading and in songs and in delivery of the songs, I never want to create an awkward moment musically. Mm-hmm. I want it to feel very comfortable. Um, and a lot of times if, I, if people are kind of swaying to the music or, you know, there's a little bit of movement, then that kind of tells me that at least the room is relaxed. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, you know, just let the Holy Spirit do his thing. And, and speak how he wants to speak to people. Um, and then, you know, if, if there's a powerful moment in the set, you know, where, where every hand's lifted, you know, that's just, you know, that's, that's the, the moment um, where I think that, you know, I just stop worrying about, am I doing a good job? And, and just, I'm just a part of the congregation at that point worshiping. Mm. Um, and I'm, I'm less thinking about, okay, what's my next leadership moment? in the set but now i'm just a part of it um so (laughs) yeah that's really cool that's i've never i don't think heard someone yeah that moment where you become part of the congregation and uh that's that's really a beautiful picture of being the church that says yeah i was leading this to help us get there but now Mm -hmm. we're we're all facing the same direction right i'm just on the train enjoying the ride yeah and, cool. and that's a really, really sweet place to be. Um, it, can be it can be hard to, to plan that week after week. Um, you know, my, my job is to, is to plan the very best that I can and to deliver that plan the best that I can. Um, and then just let the Holy Spirit take it from there and let him do what he wants to do. Mm-hmm. Very cool. That's awesome. So, um, Dylan, you have released a new album uh, called Let There Be Light. Um, yes. And last time we chatted, we talked about your first kids album and uh, all about that and uh, been listening to those songs. And now this song mm-hmm. came up. Tell us about the process about starting to think about doing more kids song. What was that like? And then what was the process of creating this like? Yeah. So really excited that this is my second kids album. Uh, had a so much fun writing uh both this one and the first one um the heart of this one is is the same as the first one which is 
from my position of, of overseeing our uh, kids worship team um, at our church, uh, I've, I've just found that it's been difficult to find new modern and current music um, specifically for kids um, that isn't super old or super kiddie. Um, and so I just wanted to contribute to that and, and to help equip the local church by providing new kids worship music. Um, that sounds more like the music that, that kids are listening to today. Right. Um, so, you know, from the first album to this album, I definitely think that, um, that I learned to fine tune the music a little more than from the first one. Um, maybe a little bit more current, a little bit more, um, just musically pleasing and, and fun and, um, just within the song creation itself. Um, so I do feel like this album is maybe uh, the next the next level from the first album, which I'm really excited about. Hmm. Um, yeah, a lot of fun songs and uh, was a lot of fun to, uh, to get to co-write and to record two of the songs with Yancey, uh, yeah. who is a friend of mine and she's amazing at what she does. And so I was very honored that she would be a part of the project with me and uh, really I, I think the song um, we, we did two songs we co-wrote two songs and one song on the album Never Alone is one that we almost did duet style so she sings part of the song uh, the lead part I switched to the lead part and it kind of goes back and forth and uh, that song is probably my favorite on the whole album um, and then we co-wrote another song together uh, which I, I I'm a fan of that too. I love that one. Uh, but that was a really, really cool experience for me and uh, really honored that she did that. That's so cool. I want to talk about that in a second, but there's something interesting you said about taking this album to the next level and mm -hmm. looking about being current and relevant. Would you be able to explain a little bit about even specific things that you're looking for? Because I think that's an intangible that people listen for but they don't necessarily know what they're looking for. Like, hey, I like this song. That's at least true for me. I like this song. It sounds like something I'd hear on the radio or something that yeah. I want to listen to. But what was, so do you have some specifics of things that you tried to, like, what were their goals for this album? Yeah. Um, you know, I think that as, a, as an artist creating the song, there's a lot of things that, um, that I'm looking for in the creation process. Um, you know, it, I think it all starts with uh, a melody that is very easy to remember, a melody that you want to remember. Um, I know that there's been, you know, melodies that I've heard that have been just almost annoying and you can't get them out of your head, but they're, they're catchy at the same time. Mm -hmm. And so I think it's finding that catchiness, but something that is pleasing to listen to at the same time. Um, and then once you have that, you know, starting to build the, the concept of the song, what, what message do I want to present? Um, and obviously with, with kids worship, uh, the message is, is the most important element of the song. Um, so making sure that it is um, based on scripture and that it paints uh, the proper picture of, of Jesus or the attribute of God or, or whatever the song is trying to, uh, to present. Um, and then just surrounding that with, with different sounds um, and different instrument parts that just bring the song to life. And, you know, if it's a, 
the song Let There Be Light is very much go out into the world and let your, let your light shine. Um, so the way that I want to present that, you know, for kids being very fun, something that's engaging, something that they can move to, that they can dance to. Um, so I'm looking for sounds uh, within the song, within the instrumentation um, that help deliver that and build that experience within the song. Hmm. Um, all of those things, I think, help lead to the moment where you're leading the song on stage and then all of those elements combined, um, you know, really lead that experience in the room. And then, um, you know, as you're on stage, as the, as the artist delivering the song, then, you know, you're just, you're helping to deliver that message from the song that's already doing that, if that makes any sense. Yeah, no, it totally does. I think it really relates to what you're talking about before, reading the room, when there's that sway in the room that comes from the just the non the catchiness of the the melody or that's not annoying um yeah and that that comfortability that not awkward moment is so good to create the platform or the opportunity for someone to get to that next place where the holy spirit moves or the lyrics of the song really engage with someone on that next level mm -hmm. and it's interesting that you're talking about that it, it really goes and how you saw that play out in in your worship experience this summer or just on an everyday Sunday, these two things go hand in hand and one, we can do the best we can. And one, the Holy spirit needs to move or the, the individual has to engage with their opportunity. We can't control that, but it's really cool to see those two things work hand in hand on so many levels. Yeah. And I think it's important too, that the song itself, um, you know, be, be a, a product that, the listener wants to go back and listen to again. Um, Cause I, I know for me, when I listen to a song for the first time, um, it takes a few listens to really comprehend what the song is saying or, um, you know, a, a particular moment in the song. Um, so, you know, I think leading, leading the room is, is a good thing, but then being able to, to write that song, in such a way that the listener wants to hear it over and over again so that that message is instilled in their brain and their mind and in their heart uh, as they listen to that song over and over again on repeat. Um, so, you know, all of those things just working together to, to do that for, for the individual. Mm, yeah, very cool. So you collaborate with Yancey. Uh, what was that process like? Um, how did that conversation start? How how did even recording those and working together? What was the songwriting process like for all of that? Yeah, so uh, this was actually the first time that I have uh, ever co-written a song with with anybody else. So this was a new yeah. experience for me. Um, Yancy and I met at a conference uh, two years ago, and it was after releasing um or i was just about to release the first album i come alive um, when we met and so after that album came out um i had shared uh the songs with her and uh just asked her what she thought about the songs and so she she gave me some feedback on, on what she heard in those songs um so this this process really just started with me reaching out to yancy um before really beginning the songwriting process and the recording process and 
told her that I was going to be working on a new project. This is kind of my, my goals for this project. Um, this is kind of what I'm thinking as far as her involvement. Um, would she be willing to, to do that with me? Um, and so over the next few months, we did, um, we live two states away from each other. So right. our songwriting <laughs> happened over FaceTime. Um, so we, we would plan uh, some time and we would sit down and uh, she would have her guitar, I would have my guitar. And we would start writing these songs. Um, we would share some voice memos over email and text message and, um, and just kind of share thoughts and ideas that way as well. Um, and then when it came time for the actual recording of the songs, um, I had recorded in my studio uh, all of the band and uh, what I could of my vocal parts and then shared that with the studio that she records in Nashville and she recorded her vocal part and then they sent that part back to South Carolina to the studio that I work at and we added her voice into the recording and it all just came to life that way. Wow. That's super cool. I was wondering because I know that you guys are a little bit farther apart. Yeah. And you did it all uh, out of state. That's that's really cool that yeah. that worked and how it, what you just said, it all came together. Mm-hmm. And, you know, not to over, but that's, it, you hear like we worked together on this, even though we weren't physically in the same room. Right. You can hear that, that partnership and that just collaboration just everything fit exactly how it should that's really cool yeah Yeah. a lot of fun that's awesome um would you be able to walk us through some the song just a little bit about through this album uh what song kind of what was the inspiration kind of even like for kids people listening okay what would this song even be helpful for or this would maybe be a good time to use this song absolutely um so i'm actually um pulling up the title of each song just to make sure that i list those correctly you don't don't miss anything that's right okay yeah so this album has uh five songs um the first song which is actually the title track let there be light um again is that song of just Uh, Jesus is the light of the world. And so as believers and followers of Jesus, um, then we also become a light in the world. And so, uh, you know, we carry this, um, this honor of getting to go out and share the gospel and be a light um, in our actions and our words and how we treat other people. Um, So just being a light in the world, uh, which I thought the message of that uh, was very fitting for the album holistically, just kind of the, the mission of the songs, uh, the mission of the album of the project. Um, the second song is is Never Alone, um, which is all about do not be afraid for I'm with you, uh, which comes out of scripture. Um, and so we can, we can have courage, we can be brave because uh, God is always with us. Um, you Are Good to Me is the, the third track on the album. And that song is, is more of a response to God's goodness in our life. Um, the chorus just says, hallelujah, um, I'll praise the Lord, um, just for all of the blessings, all, of, uh, all that God does for us in our life. And, and through it all um, is the fourth track. And that song is basically saying that 
no matter if it's a good day, no matter if it's a bad day, um, I can trust in, in God and know that he is for me, that he is with me. Um, and that I, I, I basically have hope because of Jesus that I can get through uh, any circumstance in any situation. Um, so through it all, I can, I can trust Jesus. Mm-hmm. And then my King forever, uh, my King forever is, is, um, it's a very special song to me. Um, it's the only mid to slow tempo song on the album. Mm-hmm. All the rest of them are um, pretty fast and upbeat. Uh, but My King Forever, for me, is really a song that just lays out the gospel. Um, it lays out um, in the first verse, it says, uh, you're the king of kings and you step down from your throne to be friends with me. So painting that picture of God stepping down from heaven um, to be friends with me. And in the second verse, it talks about, um, how God, Jesus went to the cross and he died, but, but he didn't stay there. He rose again. He came back to life. Um, and so as a result of that, he is my King forever. Um, so I think that, uh, that song, even though it is a little bit more slow tempo, um, to me, it's a very powerful song. Um, it's one of those that, that kind of builds through the song and, and you kind of get to this really high point in the song um, after you hear all of, all of the backstory of the gospel. And, and then you get to, this, uh, to the chorus and the bridge where it's just a response of saying, yes, you are my king forever. Right. Um, so I intentionally put that one as the last song um, just because I felt like that's not necessarily the end of of our story, but it's kind of, it's, it's the amen. It's the closing chapter of, Mm. okay, Jesus died. He rose again. Now for eternity, I'm going to be singing that you are my King forever. Um, so that just felt pretty fitting, um, to me to, to close out the album with that song. Um, so yeah, five brand new songs. Uh, these songs have been out at this point, um, two months, so not very long. Uh, just a couple of weeks, and and I'm really excited about them. Yeah, that's so cool. I love how even what you're saying before about when there's different songs, they have different things. Like, um, they like some songs are more about the attributes of God. It's like, hey, we're proclaiming um, like the goodness of God. You're good to me. Um, this is your character that has come out and Mm -hmm. some are more responsive that I think through it all is a little bit more responsive say my my attitude through this is going to be because of who you are but and I think that's really important I find as I'm going through different stages or different feelings in my life it's like I just want to listen to this song I just need some truth just declared or you know what you know you know, I'm just going to listen to Oceans like a million times in a row just yeah. because that's what I need right now. Right. And um, yeah, so I really see that in the in the different songs, these these different characters. And then uh, and I love the last song, My King Forever, just that that declarative truth. Yeah. Um, even though maybe I don't know, I can't speak for every kid. It might not be every kid's favorite song, but it's like this this is the the truth or or not favorite song, but every song like the pump up, the first kind of the hype song, right. you know, you get that yeah. like like, oh this is our the that song, but that truth, you know, 
is kind of the one I find even for kids that come back to. I was like, there's something about the truth in this one that mm-hmm. is is a little more sustaining. Um, right. So I, I love the variety of the the songs in this album. Um, that's great. I'm glad yeah. that that you can uh, can notice that because that's when I'm writing the the project as a whole. I definitely want each song to um, you know to to be about Jesus and represent him, but for them to have different angles and different, um, different stories, different things about, um, that, that ultimate gospel story. So that's really cool. Yeah. And and I think collectively too, they sit so well together as, as a package of this is, you know, God is an infinite God and, and we can only kind of point at him at one section at a time, but this is a good picture of kind of rounding that out and saying it's more than just one at one one section, one one yeah. angle. Yeah, awesome. Um, so if there's things that you'd want to share as kids, people listening, if they're thinking about like listening or using these songs for their kids ministry, um, like what are do you have suggestions or helpful tips or even just general tips for people? Yeah, uh, one thing is uh, for sure on, on the website, which is dylanarms.com, um, not only can you find the songs there, but there are lyric videos available for each song um, on this album and also for the first album, I Come Alive. Each song has lyric videos that are very easy to plug into uh, the worship experience um, within the local church. Um, that present the lyrics of each song uh, while also playing the audio for the song at the same time. Um, So that's a very easy way to uh, incorporate the song into your local church uh, worship experience. Um, So yeah, that's um, that and and the songs are available on, on iTunes. Yeah and iTunes and Spotify and yeah, your That's album right. there, DylanArms.com. We'll link all that stuff in the, in our, our, our show description. And uh, you're kind of talking about the lyric videos, which I want to play. If you last time we talked a lot about actually analyzing the worship experience about where yeah. you are as a church and uh, how much resources you have, what does that mean for you? So if you are thinking, okay, how could I use this? Encourage you to go listen back to last time because you shared a lot of great insight about, you know, how to make the best of what you have because there's a lot of different people listening. There's people with one person and four kids and there's people with right dozens and dozens of leaders with hundreds of kids and that's going to look a lot different and that neither of those are are better those are just different resources and there's ways to make the best of both those situations so right yeah yep exactly and even people with hundreds of kids and zero resources right that that yeah. which is awesome so awesome um anything else that you want to share um just as we f- uh, or anything else you want to plug? You got the songs, the album, DylanArms.com, Spotify, iTunes. Um, um, so all the resources there are on your website. If they go there, that's the best place. Yeah, the website is is a great place. You can order physical CDs there. Um, I I can't remember about digital downloads from the website, but you can definitely order physical copies of, of the CD. Uh, the lyric videos are digital downloads from, from the website. And then, of course, all of the, the platforms with iTunes and Spotify. Awesome. And if people have questions, they want to reach out more, is there a place they can reach you at or follow you? 
Yeah, Instagram. Um, my Instagram name just Dylan Arms. Uh, Dylan Arms Music on Facebook. You can follow my page there. Um, posting, you know, different things that's going on within the music and traveling and where I'm at, things like that. Um, so we can definitely get connected over social media. Um, you can also reach out over email through my website, DylanArms.com, um, and we can chat that way as well. And um, you know, if there's if there's a leader out there uh, that that has questions about uh, songs or leading uh, a kids worship team, what does that look like? And you know, I'd love to to chat about that and um, and just share my experience. Uh, you know, from one leader to another leader. And, um, you know, we all learn and grow together. So I think that conversations are very important. So, um, yeah, let's get, get connected and, and we'll learn together. Amazing. Well, Dylan, thank you so much for being on the episode today and sharing. And I just want to encourage everyone listening to go listen to these songs. They're amazing. I've listened to them um, a bunch and want to continue to listen to them. And, um, yeah, thanks so much for being on today. Well, thanks for having me. It's always, it's always fun. Thank wow. you so much. Yeah, we'll look forward to having you on for the third time. Uh, I in can't the near wait. Future. <laughs> That's going to be great. The God who came to save me from my sin became a man. He lived a life I could not live and died as heaven's lamb. This has been an Extend Network production.